Well, welcome everybody to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne, and I'm your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate and argue about the things in life that we love and hate. And most of the time, we don't agree, but we always try to find some common ground. Yes, and I actually think we're going to find common ground on this episode, because we're talking about something we both love. We're going to England. England. We won't do this the whole time because our British accents are atrocious. Mine isn't, but Anne's is. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But we do actually talk in British accents all the time. Quite frequently. (laughs) Very frequently, yes. But yes, we are talking about Bridgerton, which is the Netflix phenomenon. Phenomenon. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Our vocabulary. Maybe we should write for... what's, What's the news thing called in Bridgerton? Lady Whistledown? No. Yeah, Lady Whistledown. Lady Whistledown. Are we Lady Whistledown? Who <gasps> knows? Who knows? Just kidding. You know if you've seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's revealed at the end of season one. Yeah. Um. Are, is this going to be a spoiler free episode? No. Okay. I was going to say, I, I don't know how we would do that. Yeah, that would be very difficult. I mean, I'll try to refrain. But yes, if you have not watched Bridgerton, you probably want to stop Go watch the show. Or if you just don't care and want to come along on the ride with us because you love us and we're hilarious, then just keep listening. Yeah. And maybe we'll try to say we're about to say a spoiler when we say one and you can just like press the fast forward button a f- couple times and then I and don't know. And then you'll just. Uh, you'll see. see. I don't know. I, and then maybe you'll be okay. Yeah. We'll find out. Proceed I mean, at your own risk. Yeah. Very fair. We've kind of established ourselves as a spoiler podcast. Have we? <laughs> We've. I mean, kind of. I mean, Dumbledore dies. Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> I was trying to think ranting. of a spoiler that I knew from Harry Potter <laughs> that I remember. Snape I, dies too. I, oh yeah, I, I couldn't remember if he dies. Anyways, let's move on to, <laughs> to Bridgerton. We get sidetracked Sorry so Sorry about that. <laughs> so, okay, why did we want to talk about Bridgerton, Emily? Well, you see, Bridgerton to... Maybe some of our listeners, you might think that this might be like a, I don't know. Would you think this would be a me, Emily, mainstream millennial thing? Because it was like all over the internet when it first came out. Honestly, I think it's a good bridge because you would think that because of the mainstreamness that it was and the phenomena that it is. Yes. But at the same time, it's, you know, it kind of is more that British historical period drama that yes. I love. We that's all more know nerdy. that Anne loves a British <laughs> show. Oh, 100%. I'm going to get into that because there's so many good British shows. Yes. So the question is, do we love or hate Bridgerton? We love it. Yes. Okay. Here's my thing. I thought I would not like it. And I it took me a while. Like I started watching it the first season after the second season was already out because I thought I wasn't going to like it because I'm not really into like the royal scene Mm. and like the period pieces. I just don't really, I'm not into it very much. So I'm like, this isn't for me. I'm not going to watch it. And then I was like, Anne, have you seen Bridgerton? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, you have? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did not expect her to watch it. But, and then I just... I was like, what the heck? I'm going to give it a try. And then I couldn't stop watching. You guys, this is, it'll be a slow process, but I will turn Emily into a nerd. I'll start with these things that are sort of of bridging and then slowly. That's literally what's happened to society. Like, how many people love Game of Thrones? Emily, do you love Game of Thrones? No. But you've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's such a nerdy thing. It's 100% a nerd thing. Yeah, like when 
I mean, everybody talks about Game of Thrones. And so when they do, I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. I know who Jon Snow is. But Don't do you- ask me what house he's in because I don't know. I he's still don't know. Technically not in a house. That's why I don't know. <laughs> he has the last name Snow because, you know, he's he's an outsider. Uh-huh. There we go. See, I know things. Uh-huh. Good job, Emily. <laughs> Thank Can you. Can you name one other character who's not a Stark? Yes. Daenerys Targaryen. Well She's done. She's in the Targaryen house. <laughs> so it's going to happen, people. I'm going to turn Emily into a nerd. Because like I said, society's already giving me a big help. I mean, how many people are huge Marvel fans? Marvel is 100% a big yeah, nerd thing. I do like Marvel. I get it. See? Mar- being a nerd is totally getting it's to cool a mainstream. It's cool now. How does that cool make thing. you feel? I like it. Makes me feel... Cool. Cool. <laughs> uh... It gives you more to talk about with more people. Exactly. It bridges more gaps. Wow. Everybody, I hope you can take a shot every time we say bridge or Bridgerton <laughs> in this episode. Ooh, that'd be a fun game. I'm down. I'm game. Because might gonna die. Be yeah. Just pace yourself. Make sure it's not like... Just a sip, maybe. Yeah, just a sip. Okay. So, we love Bridgerton, and... For me, one of the big reasons why, actually, that I definitely want to get into in this episode, because I think it's important, is because most period pieces, a lot of what they are going for is historical accuracy, right? Like, they want to portray what it was like back then. Um, Downton Abbey is a good example. Like, it's all fiction. It's a fictional story, but it's it's historically pretty accurate about, like, okay, what could this have looked like at that time if we take a family and, like, we just kind of explore what this would have looked like? And so, and, you know, certainly it has its influences. It's probably been based off of some true events and stuff like that in other families. But overall, it's a fictional story with fictional characters. Yeah. But... It's historically accurate. And so that means it's all white people playing white roles and there's very little diversity because that's what it was back then. But Bridgerton really takes that and they just throw that out the window in a sense, Um, which is one of the things I like about it. They do address it. And actually in the fourth episode, this isn't really a spoiler, but just this is part of the show. Um, Lady Danbury. And this is what that's the thing, too, is like they address it in the fourth episode in this way and then they don't really bring it up again. Like, it's just kind of like they but they make it clear that in this world, they the societies once were divided by color, but then the king fell in love with a person of color and then she became royalty. And then after that, like people of color. It was more acceptable. Yeah, it was much more acceptable and like society mixed at that point. Mm. And so really, it's kind of looking at, well, what could have society like this looked like? If the races had been mixed, which I think is really fun. And I like that. It's very refreshing. And for me, I I think it's totally fine to throw historical accuracy out the window at that point. Because it's for entertainment. It's meant to be Is this fun. like a multiverse thing? Just kidding. It could be. Yeah, there you go. Maybe it's true in, the, all the, in another multiverse. Ooh. <gasps> Maybe. How wow. Fun. We're bridging episodes. <laughs> Did you take a sip of whatever you have? Please do if you didn't. But yeah, I really like that piece of it. So I think that that and then, like I said, they kind of they dress it that once. But then after that, they really don't talk about it. Yeah, I picked up on that, too. And they have like a lot of other things that are kind of out of the norm, quote unquote. Like they have um, not only interracial couples like Anne talked about, but they talk about abortion and they have like the fat representation and characters, which normally you'll see like 
these skinny girls. They're mm-hmm. the only ones who can find love, mm-hmm. which that's kind of like they're kind of going against that. Sort of. Sort of. I would like to see more of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then also like Eloise, one of the Bridgerton sisters, is like, I don't want to do the thing that every other girl does. I don't want to just get married and that's going to be my life. I want to get an education and I want to do the things that I want to do. Yeah, I want to be independent. Yes. Yeah. Which is very difficult and at that time, obviously like completely unheard of and mm-hmm. But yeah, they're exploring they're exploring modern sort of social issues but in this sort of historical context. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like it too. And it it does make it like more fun and more modern and mm-hmm. um I actually saw an interview with the woman who plays uh, Queen Charlotte, Golda Rashuval, and she described, because she's a, she's a biracial actress, and so her mother was white, her father is black, and she talks about how in this interview, she often gets casted in black roles. And so she's kind of like leaning into her father's heritage and kind of leaning more into his culture. And she really loved playing Queen Charlotte because she got to actually lean into more her mother's side and kind of explore more of that heritage and that culture and kind of play a role that fit more on that side of her heritage. And I thought that was cool because she's like, that's so rare for me. And it was really just refreshing. And she really enjoyed getting to explore more of that side. Um, So again, like, I just think that that's unique and something that I really enjoy about the show. Yeah, I also like how their music, they also bring like the modern music into the show by playing like really modern songs, like pop songs, but they make it classical like i think it was the first episode thank you next was playing and i was like wait what yeah but it's like instrumental piano orchestral that is that is one thing i will say i'm she hates a huge fan of i i don't like i don't feel strongly one way or the other because sometimes it can be a little distracting yes it's very distracting but i also think that it's like really unique and kind of fun like the first time i heard i was like wait 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 hold on is this ariana grande (laughs) yeah is this ed sheeran hold on and i know a lot of people who listen to the soundtrack like when they're at work because it's like still classical music that you can have like in the background but But it's it's, you know the tune it's familiar yeah yeah which i can understand but for me like i would have rather like i i look at something like peaky blinders Mm. i just love the music and the soundtrack in peaky blinders it is just so so good because it's it's modern it's more kind of like kind of rock isn't quite the right word but it's it's got a like kind of rock punk a little bit and Mm -hmm. it just it doesn't it's not obviously the music that they would have played at the time but it brings a sort of new energy to it that i just love and it just matches it so well so yeah i would have rather seen something like that for bridgerton but i can understand why they made that choice to have sort of pop music but still in the like classical classical genre genre. yeah but for me it's just eh, i I wasn't as huge well you can't win them all you know you just can't but it's okay i Um, also liked how most of the cast i didn't recognize like i've never seen before yeah yeah Um, i always like that when i watch a new show and there's not a ton of familiar faces obviously i know julie what's her name julie andrews (laughs) why did i want to call her julia roberts (laughs) julie andrews julie andrews She's the voice of Lady Whistledown. Oh, 
I was like, she's not in the show. <laughs> yes, she is the voice of Lady Whistledown. Thank you. And also the actress who plays Daphne, I recognized because she was in a show that I watch called Younger that's on Hulu as well. She wasn't like a main character. She was just a side character on there. So I was like, why do I recognize this girl? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, the only person I really recognized was actually Penelope because I've seen her in The Dairy Girls. I've heard of that. Yeah, I've only seen a few episodes. I haven't watched too much, but that's so I that's how I knew her. But okay. other than that, yeah, I enjoyed that as well. It's always nice to like get a fresh cast. Uh, yeah, fresh cast. No 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 star other characters, names. yeah. Yeah. So and I have to say, one of my favorite characters by far in the show is Lady Danbury. I just love her. I love her sass. She is sassy. She's I so like. commanding and she just has this like air of yeah. confidence and authority about her. I mm-hmm. love her. I'm trying to think of who my favorite character is. I don't know who it is. I want to say it's Eloise just because she, like, knows what she wants. She can be annoying, But, yeah, she is a little... I feel like a lot of them are annoying. A lot of them annoy me. (laughs) Yeah, and can we just for a moment dive a little bit into season two? Because in season... I liked season one better, personally. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Season two was so annoying. It, It was annoying that I'm... That I 100% agree. Because, like, it was this, oh, we should, but we shouldn't. Oh, but we will, but we won't. Oh, but I'm madly in love with you and you're all I think about. But, oh, we can't be together because yeah. this is wrong. And, like, they went back and forth every single episode. And I was like, make up your mind. I know. Okay. Wait, get sh- over it. Just get together already. <laughs> should we give a little refresh or um, overview of season one and season two for anybody who's still listening and hasn't watched yeah, I, yeah. that way if you're not completely lost. Or maybe if you watch it and forgot what the show was about. Let's see how Emily does. Let's oh, test no, her. Oh, no, I wanted you to do it. Okay. Um. Just, you do season one. I believe in you. You've had, you've practiced. I know it's been a while. You might be a little rusty. <laughs> if you start to struggle too much, I'll jump in. Okay. Okay, so season one is about, it focuses around Daphne, who's a Bridgerton, um, and she is of age now where she can start to find her husband and the way that the community works is they go to all these balls and events and dances to meet all these men and try and find a suitor and get engaged Mm -hmm. and so the first season is all about Daphne's journey and then there's all these side characters that you meet along the way and you kind of get their little backstories too yeah well said yeah she meets simon Ooh, the duke (laughs) yeah and yes it's basically their love story and uh and the whole bridgerton show in general it's based off a book series and each book is one of the bridgerton oh children yeah so that mm -hmm. okay so in season two it switches to the oldest of the bridgerton siblings which is antony and it kind of focuses on his love story. And all of this is taking place in kind of the early 18th century, right, you know, kind of before the Industrial Revolution, like kind of right before things started going really modernized. Um, yeah. So it's still got that very just sort of classical, you know, Victorian sort of era mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So in the second season, Antony is looking for love and he wants to find the perfect girl. 
And then these two sisters come from out of town and stay with the queen, right? Yes. Yeah, they're like the queen's special. Well, technically, they're Lady Danbury's special guests. But then the queen announces the diamond, who's like the lady of the season. And that happens to be one of these young girls. And so then Antony pursues her. But then he falls in love with the sister. And And that sister and him are the ones that are so annoying. Like, get it together. Who do you want? We know you want each other. I know. Literally, the B scene where I'm like, okay, it is just overly dramatic. And I was like, okay, I'm actually feeling awkward. Like, this is just weird. He gets stunned by a, or she gets stunned by a bee. And his dad, again, spoilers, had died because of a bee stain. And he's freaking out. And she's like, I'm here, calm down. And I'm like, it's a bee sting, people. Calm down. Oh my gosh, yes. That was a little dramatic and over the top. But yeah, that whole season, I was like, the girl, what? I forgot her name. Kate? Kate. Yeah. Kate is so annoying to me. Yeah. Like, girl, you act like you're the perfect sister, but you're not. No. Yeah. Literally everything you're doing is like the wrong thing to do. And it's just like so annoying for sure. Now, I want to move gears a little bit, Emily, and talk about like, why do you think, because period dramas, especially British period dramas are just huge it's a huge genre and there's i mean there is the romance and there's comedy and there's war and there's just like so many period drama pieces that's not only movies but tv shows books why is the like period drama so popular like why do people love it (laughs) that's a good question Well, you don't. Well, because you liked Peaky Peaky Blinders is 100% a period piece. I know. I don't know why I liked it so much. I think I just liked the actor. (laughs) (laughs) The actor intrigued me in Peaky Blinders. Yes, Killian Murphy. Yeah, I don't know. He's like, he is so mesmerizing to me. He's he's attractive. He, I think what makes him so attractive is he's, he's very, but he, he has a very distinctive look and his eyes can be oh, so piercing. Yeah, and also his voice. But if you saw him as just Killian Murphy, it's like, how is he <laughs> Tommy Shelby? <laughs> I know, he does, he's a phenomenal actor. He's in so many movies. He's well known because he's one of, um, Christopher Nolan kind of has like a set group of actors that he likes to use and you see them in a lot of his films and Killian Murphy's one of those actors. Mm. He's in a lot of Christopher Nolan films and uh, he's just phenomenal. I mean, he plays such diverse roles and yeah, he just does such a good I job. I think another thing that I like about Peaky Blinders is the cinematography is so pretty like i just Mm. love it love seeing what they do Mm -hmm. and also the music like you mentioned earlier i really liked it's so but if you were to describe the show to me i would be like i'm not interested in watching it the only reason that i started watching it is because alex my husband wanted to watch it and i just started watching one episode and then i was like Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm hooked. See, that's the thing. Like, I think that's the thing about just kind of the nerd realm in general is when people describe it, especially nerds, they get so passionate and excited that they kind of just roll for, t- I mean, you've heard me on this mm-hmm. podcast. There are times where you can't get me to shut up. <laughs> and like, so we sometimes accidentally, unintentionally turn people off to the our nerdum because it can get a little <laughs> overwhelming. Be like, okay. I've had enough. I don't yeah. need to watch it now. I know, whatever. I know. 
I get it, though, because like, and even period pieces, I mean, I am a sucker for a good British period drama. I absolutely love it. I mean, in all realms, like the romances, like Pride and Prejudice, the one with Colin Firth, of course, because, you know, I'm the old fashioned nerd. Um, North and South, I, Claudius, um, Poldark. Oh, Poldark is one of my all time faves. Um, Upstairs, Downstairs, that's a really oldie. Like, there's so many, like, of the... It's just like that period piece where it's like the romance and the, you know, will they, won't they. And I just like, I do, I do, I do like that a lot. I think Um, the thing for me, like with period pieces is as long as it's modernized, like in the way that they speak, then I'll be more open to it because I know it's horrible. And you're, (laughs) I know it's really horrible and probably like rude of me to say sorry to all the old writers and like yeah. authors. You just uh, I literally uh, just I tried to read an Agatha Christie book the other day and I was like I can't with the way people talk. I just can't. It doesn't go through my mind the way that it would if you were you living back then. You just have to then. get used to it. I know, but I don't want to. <laughs> uh, but you're missing out on so many good things. I mean, the comedy with historical like historical period comedies oh they're so good like black adder is one of the best comedies ever jeeves and wooster yes minister and yes prime minister oh i die they're so funny that's why bridgerton exists because it bridges the old period piece with modern so i understand everything they're saying because they're saying it in a modern way well thank you next just kidding You need to find ways to start on one side of the bridge and then cross over onto the other side of the bridge. Just because Bridgerton <laughs> is a bridge between the two. Are you guys drunk I think yet? that was four um, or five sips at least right there. Least. Because you, you still have to appreciate what's on either side of the bridge. So that's all I'm saying. I appreciate it. I appreciate that others watch it and I don't have to. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's fine. Maybe one day I'll get there. I didn't even get to talk about my British, like, spy and war dramas that oh, I no, love. No, the period no, pieces. no, no, no. That'll be another episode, Dunkirk, maybe. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Ooh, Foils Dunkirk. War, Isn't Harry war. Styles in that? I think he is, but that's not why it's good. <laughs> 1917. So good. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. There. There you go. Did you like it? Did you love it? I can't recall. <laughs> classic emily i mean isn't it just like any other war film no <laughs> it's amazing it's a cinematic like beautiful because it's it's shot in like three shots it's all one take yeah basically. yeah yeah Ugh. <laughs> okay we need to move on now talk to me when mad. i care just kidding oh my <laughs> stop the podcast uh. stop everything our friendship is over <laughs> Okay, before we go any further down the rabbit hole and we actually destroy our friendship, (laughs) (laughs) Emily, what's your life lesson? My life lesson is if there are any producers out there listening to this, if you want to cast a wider net of an audience and you want to do a period piece, make it more modern and then more people will will, will watch it. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Sadly, it's true. But you might alienate the true diehard fans. So, you know, horse apiece. But don't you think they'll still watch it because they want to check it yeah, out? Yeah, probably. So there. Boom. Roasted. Okay. What's yours? Mine is to 
be careful what period pieces I show to Emily because I don't want her to break my heart. So if you have a friend like my, like Emily is for me, who you want to share your interests with, just be careful. <laughs> and maybe pre-warned, hey, this is near and dear to my heart. If you don't like it, just say, oh, it wasn't my thing. And we'll move on and never talk about it again. <laughs> Why did I think you were going to say, be careful of bees? <laughs> Oh, that actually is a really good life lesson. I should have said that. I like that one better. <laughs> Be careful of bees, everybody. They Don't could kill get you. Stung. Don't get stung. Especially if you're allergic, have EpiPens well, at the ready. Yeah, now we have the science That's and medicine. True. Yeah. <laughs> so it probably won't be an issue. You can hang out with the bees if you want. Okay. Bees are your friends. <laughs> <laughs>